0: On this episode of AV Week, we talk with Frank Colado of Simcoe, Mark McGinnis of Westbury National, and Jenison Zavaro from FSR. We are live in the AV Executive Conference 2015. We talk about how the industry is doing this very conference and a lot more. So stay tuned all that and more next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This, this is this AV, AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like HD Base T. This is AV Week, episode two twenty two, recorded Friday, November twentieth, two thousand fifteen. The AV Executive Conference, Part One. Ready. Av Av Week. Performing
2: scan. Week.
0: Online. This is Av Week. Av Av Week. This is. Weekly wrap up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host. Uh, we're doing it live uh, today from a the AV Executive Conference at uh, Amelia Island in Florida. Uh, this is Infocom's annual uh, event. Uh, it's a business leadership conference for what I, what I, what I would call C-level executives. Um, we're going to do a couple different roundtables here. Uh, with us first is uh, Frank Colada from Simcoe. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, also is uh, our buddy Brock McGinnis uh, from Westbury National. Welcome, sir. Good day, <laughs> good day, uh, and Gina Sansevero from FSR.
1: Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh,
0: all right. So, so let's go around the table a little bit. Um, Frank, were you at, at last year's uh, AVEC? Yes, I was. So I want. I'm, I'm going to start with you, and then we're going to get the the newbies' um, uh, point of view. Um, compare last year's AVEC to this year's,
2: if you would. Uh, since AVEC started, and I've been to all. There's a third, and before that, it's a it derived, came was derived out of the Infocom 100. Everyone's been asking for true takeaways, true tools that they can use to apply it to their businesses, not just a rehashing of the problems that we're experiencing. And this year, I think we finally turned a corner and are providing tools and assets and relationships and conversations and networking that's actually helping uh, the attendees walk away with true value, uh, where in years past, they walked away with a clear impression of the questions, but not necessarily as many of the tools. Wow. Okay.
0: Um, Brock, from from your perspective, you're, you're, first, you're a first-timer here at, at AVEC. Um, what is your initial reaction to to the event? Very, very impressed.
3: Uh, I have not been able to attend the previous ones. I've been a long-time attendee at NSCA's Business and Leadership Conference. I've yep. always said that that was uh, the best event that I attended each year. Now I have two best events to <laughs> attend because uh, I agree with you, Frank, the takeaways from this uh, were fantastic. And of course, for, for a number of us who've been in the uh, AV industry for a probably too long, for a few years, it's like coming to camp. Uh, the networking opportunities, the chance to see old friends, uh, to find out uh, what is working uh, with my peers in the industry, what's not working, uh, trends that are occurring in other markets that we're not seeing in, in our market yet. Uh,
0: absolutely fabulous use of time and money. All right, and Gina, from a, a manufacturer's standpoint and also a first-timer.
1: Um, so from a manufacturer's standpoint, I think that it's really important for us to support these types of events for our uh, our relationships with our dealers and the integrators, the, the consultants, the distribution channels. Um, I think that FSR has always been a really big supporter of industry professional development, I yeah, guess absolutely. you could say. Um, from a personal standpoint, one of my favorite events that I've ever been to in the industry was probably the Infocom 100 uh, in 2011, and which was where uh, Brock and I had met. And there were some really great takeaways from that. And it wasn't only relationship-based, which was probably my number one takeaway from that, but it was just listening to the productive kind of communication coming from the sea levels. Uh, it, it's not about complaining about what's going on. It's not about competition. It's more about let's bring up the issues and see how we can solve them. This is something similar. Um, we, We weren't talking specifically about industry issues as we were at the Infocom 100, but we were really talking about business issues, everyday business issues, and and those takeaways for um, helping our businesses to grow into the future from not only a technology standpoint but from a a business standpoint was really, I think, energizing. And the energy that that we felt just saying goodbye to everybody today and walking out that door was just an energy of, okay, how do I get, how quick can I get back to my office and start talking to my team and onboarding my team with all of this new information that's stuck in my head?
0: Well, Frank, talk about that for a second. How do you take this back on Monday and Tuesday and throughout the next week when you when you know, this is this is you know, we, we are sitting in these conferences and, and we are getting some great takeaways. But how do you instill that excitement that Gina has right now?
2: I was thinking the same thing. I think I'll take Gina back. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I think many business leaders run into the same uh, issue when they have what they think is the right vision, getting the, the t- people on their team behind them to follow that vision, and to follow it as aggressively and as impassioned as you as you state. Um, probably the things i'll go back with the most are some of the things that uh leo and joe shared with us uh because what i found is that i keep having to touch a subject with my team multiple times and little by little the the ship turns so i think this will be a a a few big tools that'll help the ship continue to turn we're already you know almost in the right direction and i think uh what i'll take home is the statistics uh the conversations i had the things i learned and which pretty much validate the things we've been trying to instill in the company for years. And hopefully with this last push, we'll be solidly on track.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock, uh, you 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 and I go to a lot of the same conferences. But uh, give give me one or two things that um, – I'm not going to say that, that InfoCom didn't do correctly. Just some things that maybe you would change or you would do different at this conference.
2: Dead silence. Yeah. I
3: got nothing. All right. So, got one. Uh, what? <laughs>
2: okay, well, that, <laughs> As, what an, I, a, as what an aging I, gentleman, I need bigger names on the badges so okay, that I can actually go. see who <laughs> I'm speaking with.
3: What I would like to talk about are some of the things that uh, Infocom has done well okay. or better than many of the conferences that I attended. I love the stand-up food station approach uh, to meals. It encouraged us to mingle mm-hmm. um, and uh, connect and interact and circulate as opposed to being stuck you know, at a table with the same group uh, for a couple of hours. I say a couple of hours because most conferences also deliver programming at mealtime. I loved that Infocom did not attempt to deliver programming at meals. Um, the networking amongst us and the uh, the information and the, the value and the energy that we get from each other is one of the biggest takeaways of, of this event for sure. Um, I loved having a professional MC, Mark Jeffries, uh, who in, in, his homeland in the UK would be called a compare, uh, did an amazing job of, uh, of facilitating, announcing, keeping the discussions moving, entertaining us at the same time. I think too often, you know, we rely on association employees, uh, who weren't really hired. Uh, for that kind of role, and they're drier and they're businesslike. And uh, and Mark kept us smiling, uh, and kept us together, and kept us focused, and really made it move along. I love the group homework exercise. <clears throat> Have always been a strong proponent of roundtable discussions. Uh, this was in a lighter vein. Uh, we all had a lot of fun with the uh, with the group homework, and uh, and David Labuskis delivered the best state of the association address that I've ever heard this morning. The changes that are being made at Infocom now, the reorientation towards a focus on the member, and that Infocom as an organization, is going to deliver to their customers what their customers need, is a message of f- tremendous hope for me. Uh, there are, are significant changes underway, and I think they're all good.
0: I'm really glad I came. I, I'm 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 not going to say shocked, but I'm I'm taken aback by you saying that the best state of the industry speech you've ever heard. Uh, it was good, absolutely. It was good. I, are you talking about the the content the content? You, okay, yes. There we go. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about all singing, all dancing. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> da-
3: David's a very effective presenter. Absolutely. And uh, you know, somebody put a few. Decent PowerPoint slides together, but no, I'm talking about the message, not the medium. Yeah. and the message was very positive for all of us as uh, uh, consumers of what Infocom uh, provides uh, to us. It's manufacturers, integrators, uh, live event consultants—you know—they have many constituents, uh, many people they have to keep happy, and it would appear that their board and their uh, you know rejigged, uh, rejuvenated senior staff. Uh, are are really moving uh in a great direction for the industry all right
0: uh frank from from your perspective would you agree with with brock
2: absolutely uh one of the things i was most pleased to see in dave's recap was uh that they're reinstituting or it's it's on the budget has yet to be approved but for 2016 but to uh reinstitute the councils uh all the various councils of the different constituency types in the member base um I think it's overdue Uh, I think they're gonna do it right this time and uh, it's encouraging because as Dave was clear to point out we are an industry for our members and to be for our members without a direct conduit from the different member types I think has been holding us back from uh, from basically good to getting to great and um, with what he's got planned I think as long as it gets approved I think that's that's gonna be a major step forward to add to what Brock mentioned is as just a general uh, more focus on the members themselves.
0: Absolutely, uh, Gina. We're turning it from uh, from AVEC here and, and more to the industry in general. A little bit about what uh, Dave spoke about. Um, where are we in at the end of this of this year, economically or industry wise? Um, a number of people have have said that they think that we're heading out of the. Um, heading out of the woods, as it were, uh, economically, and, and different uh, projects that are coming to fruition. So from from your standpoint, from a manufacturing standpoint, where do you see us?
1: Um, well, I specifically focus on education and mostly higher ed for FSR. Um, so what I've seen as far as projects in the higher ed um, arena is is that there's been a little bit of, believe it or not, pullback on some larger projects. Hmm. And, and the reason why I say that is because in 2008, 2009, when we had that, real big drop off in the economy a lot of people were laid off and a lot of people went back to school schools were inundated with new students they were building Um, now what we're seeing is that they're doing a real assessment of their needs based building so it's it's really what is required at this point not what's fluffy and going to kind of uh, add to our campus and um, we're finding as far as needs based and as far as what's revenue-based for colleges are uh, residence halls. So we're seeing a a little bit of an uptick in residence halls buildings. We're seeing a little bit of pullback on some of the other buildings. We're seeing what's what's called um, adaptive reuse. So utilizing existing structures rather than new structures. Um, So, you know, libraries are largely digitized now. Uh, what are you going to do with some of those library spaces that housed racks of books? Well, they're turning them into digital spaces, maker spaces. They're turning them into um, a, a, a real forum or a student union almost gathering space for, for students. So we're we're seeing this, this whole idea of utilizing um, what they have in new ways and in unique ways. And I, I see um, a little bit more construction push Uh, in in certain states. um, Texas has a big construction push now. Colorado has a big construction push now. Um, In higher ed, um, the Midwest, uh, we saw a really big construction push within the last couple of years in the Northeast. I think we're going to see that kind of pull back a little bit. Um, From our standpoint as a company, uh, FSR has never been stronger. We are really well positioned um, to continue our growth this year. We're introducing a ton of new products, um, including what we just announced last week was our new FSR Connect Track, which is a wireway system for uh, the floor and the walls. So um, just kind of pulling our expertise into new arenas like we've done, I think really positions us well for the future.
0: Okay. Uh, Brock. Done. I just wait. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: I want to congratulate yeah. Brock's um, winning team. They were the homework group that won um, the homework <laughs> challenge. And uh, I'd say it was well done. His his company was called Buccaneer.
3: Buccaneer. Arr, babies. And it
1: was a, a pirate-based <laughs> airline, right? So congratulations, Brock.
0: <laughs> oh, my. Thank you. <laughs> yes, congratulations. <laughs> um uh, from 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 your standpoint, not just you know a Canadian uh, company, um, but also uh, an integrator, um, where do you guys where do you see the industry? Uh, we
3: continue to be, you know, very positive about business opportunities, um, and uh, I've said before, and will continue to say, this is an awesome time to be in the AV business. Everybody needs the products and the services that we provide. They don't just want them; they need them. They cannot conduct their business, their education, their collaboration, uh, their uh, short distance and long distance communication without us. Yeah. More and more, we're seeing a need for simplicity on the system side, and more services and training and support uh, monitoring on uh, uh, to make. Their lives as facility operators or IT departments, um, technology managers, to make their lives uh, easier. Nobody has money, extra money for headcount, and so we become an outsourced uh, headcount, and you know, as a, a, a out outsourced service suppliers. And the more that we position ourselves for our expertise rather than our equipment <laughs> um, and the services that we provide, and not just provide the facility manager or the IT manager, but provide to the end user uh, to make their jobs as simple as possible to make technology invisible or transparent so that they're using what we supply and install um, to do their jobs easier, better, faster, shorten uh, shorten some of the decision making cycles. Um, it's uh, It's phenomenal. And the partnerships that we've been able to evolve both with manufacturers and customers in, you know, in delivering, um, I wouldn't say they're all exceptional experiences, but they're simple to use and they're concentrating on familiar interfaces, familiar devices, uh, and, uh, taking the stress away from starting a meeting. Uh, and it's all about getting that meeting, that class, That video conference started as quickly as possible to waste as little time as possible and allow people to do what it is they do. And that's our job. Uh, You know, we provide the technology and the services that allow others to inform, to collaborate, to educate, to entertain. Um, And uh, uh, it's a brilliant time to be in the AV business. It is indeed.
1: Can I ask a question? Um, You mentioned actually talking to not only the tech managers, IET managers, but you're talking to the end users. How often do you have access to end users? Uh,
3: Whenever possible, when we're uh, engaged to uh, design audiovisual for a new facility, um, we seek out user groups uh, to get their priorities. and, And... they, of course, don't know what they don't know and they don't know what's possible. So part of that is an education process, but part of it is also understanding how they do their business and how they do their work. We can't impose uh, a new order of uh, work on an employee uh, or on users successfully. They will simply not use the equipment if it's not the way that they want to use the equipment. Yes. So let's find out what they do how they do it and and start suggesting that maybe they'd like to do this a little better or a little differently and would they like to try something uh with a pilot room uh you know before you go out and buy 25 interactive boards would you like to have a couple of people trained up and start to use them regularly and then you can decide culturally whether an interactive board actually works with your organization because we walk into so many rooms with legacy um, interactive systems, I won't name the manufacturer, uh, that haven't been used for years. Yeah. It's very
0: smart of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's nice Thank to have you. a champion for a system from the inside because you can be a champion, oh my right? Gosh, yes. But to have a person who actually works in that company institution whatever it might be to be yep. a champion for a change is. Yeah. is and there are, some,
3: there are some great changes you know there are audio conferencing devices now and they're just coming to market that allow people to use their cell phone as the initiating uh, uh, phone mm-hmm. not, the, not the complicated conference phone not dialing into a bridge but the cell phone that they know and they love and they use every day and has all their contacts in is connecting to a speaker via Bluetooth that they know how to pair, yeah. you know, five years ago, you know, they didn't know how to pair it, but now everybody knows how to pair with Bluetooth. I think things like that are brilliant. Would I rather sell a $41,000, uh, fixed microphone audio conferencing system than a $500, uh, you know, Bluetooth conference phone? Yes, but I can do 50 rooms with
0: Bluetooth conference phones that make people very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that right there that, that customer experience i mean i i would i would take exception that that, that where, where you said that maybe not they're maybe they're not all exceptional experiences they are if that's what they need right if, if that simplicity is what they need it's an exceptional experience right it may not have all the flashing lights and everything like that but solving the customer's problem that's the bottom line yes yeah all right frank as as we wrap up wrap up here what is your uh your overarching uh your your forecast for the industry
2: Forecast for the industry is change. Uh, it, it amazes me right now. Things are good, everyone's doing well, and I worry a little that people are doing things well the way they used to do them. But there is so much change happening. We just, cons- we just concluded our uh, uh, towards the year-end review, and we took our five territories and our top ten counts in each territory and looked back two years and looked where's it now. We had a 44% turnover in top 10 accounts in our five regions. Wow. 22 out of the 50 had turned over. What was more shocking or, or not necessarily shocking but interesting is that a lot of the new top 10 contenders or, or, or members are out from outside from previously outside the industry. They're big IT VARS. They're big structural cable firms. They're big uh, furniture integrators. They're general contractors. They're uh, electrical engineering firms in some cases. Uh, there's a lot of people doing AV. And... Um, I think that speaks to the future. I don't think anyone that's getting into it now and doing it well and reaching our top 10 is going anywhere anytime soon. So I just, I, it, it, the, the, the change is both an opportunity and a concern, uh, obviously a concern that if we don't change with the partners and be valid and show our value and have those relationships that we need with the new partners, that we could be in trouble. Uh, At the same time, if we can do that right, it's a fantastic opportunity. So I think as long as everyone has their eyes wide open to what's actually happening, and it is happening, uh, you know, it used to be everything going to the network, that's long since happened. Uh, It used to be people trying to get in and get the traditional AV dealers business, that's long since happened as well. Um, And the next change coming is uh, I talked to a few people just in the last two days, said that their biggest two vendors next year weren't even vendors of theirs two years ago, Microsoft and uh, Chromebooks. So these are large, large AV integrators. So if if that's just another component of the change that's coming, new players, both in the manufacturing sector, in the design sector with meps in the products in the integration sector with non-traditional av integrators doing that those integration projects uh it's just it again a lot of opportunity also a lot of concern that make sure we get it right and we are front and center for all their needs
0: yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the for this episode. Uh, Gina Sansevero from FSR. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: How can people find you or FSR?
1: Um, FSRinc.com, FSR.education, at Gina Sands on Twitter, LinkedIn, and um, yeah,
0: that's... That's it? That, <laughs> that's all you got?
1: I, <laughs> I get at FSR underscore EDU, there at we FSR underscore INC. We have a bunch of ways to to get in touch with us.
0: All right, very good. Thank you. Mr. McGinnis, thank you so much, sir, as always. Always a pleasure. All right. How can people get a hold of you?
3: Uh, They can find me through our company, www.westbury.com and at Brock McGinnis on Twitter. I'm going to put in a little bit of a plug um, for Movember. (laughs) Uh, we've we've got about a week and a half to go Uh, there are many of us here at the conference who uh, are growing uh, a a little facial hair anyway uh, in an attempt to raise awareness and raise some funds uh, uh, for men's health issues uh, specifically prostate cancer, testicular cancer and uh, other things that make my skin crawl Um, and uh, and if you have not yet uh, taken lunch money Uh,
0: and donated that to Movember. I encourage you to do that today. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, Frank, thank you much, so much. I uh, hope you enjoyed yourself. How can people get a hold of you or Simcoe?
2: My pleasure being here. Thank you so much. And easy to find us at www.simcoinc.com. It's S Y M C O I N C.com. All right. And do you have a, a Twitter handle or a Facebook uh, You know what? Inc- I have one, like and I can't even tell you what it is. <laughs> wow. I know. Can you edit that out? No. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm going to send you over to the digital bar.
2: At, <laughs> at I
0: am a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
0: right, guys. Don't follow me but go by the website, if you would please. avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Also, if you're interested in joining our newsletter, now you can text that information to us. Text avnation, avnation, all one word, to 22. 828 Avianation to 22828. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter that way. Go by the website and uh, listen to a brand new uh, live life, brand new uh, ed tech, and a brand new state of control. Avianation.tv, avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. That's all the time we have for AV Week.